Fire Up. A proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the Gladiators, Hoppawani with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head crash there. Oh, very nasty. The crowd love it. They've all taken their angry pill. That smashes him to ground. The one-handed pass back inside. The delicate king. He smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they fire up. It is a time to uh, reminisce, of course. It's time to look back on the year. This is the last week of the final, the, the, the regular workaday sort of season. And that phrase, fire up, the way he says that, fire up. I mean, I am fired up every week. I should make note right now that this was bettered first in 2004 on FBI. And FBI today turns 20, actually today turns 20 years old. So 19 years of firing up in various forms. We've been stewing on this for many, many years, haven't we, Chris Scale? I haven't been here for all of them, Stephen, but the ones I have been, I enjoy. I want to open up by saying very much happy birthday, FBI, but more importantly, I hope you and the family are well, Stephen. And you and yours, Chris, too. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're, we're a, gentle, a gentle place, really, a safe place, a haven here. <laughs> To fire up, Chris. Uh, look, it's a funny old week, isn't it? The finals positions are still in complete flux. We have no idea what's going to happen until after the weekend. Uh, many many people will drop out of the eight people, teams, I mean. Uh, many will assume different positions, first to second, second to third, whatever. Uh, we, we wait with bated breath. The, of course, while this is happening, refs are being bashed each week. Not physically. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. The bunker's being bashed, metaphorically, each week. Uh, Vegas is too small. We may even talk about that. <laughs> and, and, of course, it's like Groundhog Day. Ricky Stewart's at it again. Uh, I would like to say, we'll, we'll pose this question now and let our listeners think about this. And if they could text us straight away, that would be great. Who will be giving the Spanish kiss, or we'll call it the Greek kiss, on grand final night? Can I put my two cents worth in? <laughs> yes, you can. I think Volandes is very short-priced on this. <laughs> Do you? It's been a great year for him. He's flown in and solved the CBA issue. Yes. He's taken the game to Vegas. If anyone's likely to plant someone on someone on the official podium after yeah. the grand final, it's the dark overlord himself. You think maybe – you look at Abdo, though. He's mm-hmm. like our Mark Strong. He's got that sort of strong, silent type, sort of you know, handsome, leading man type thing. He might be the guy to get away with it. <laughs> and then, of course, you, you have to do it to one of your leading what, what, players, right? Well, that, I mean, is, is it a leading player? Mm-hmm. Is, is it the most handsome player? Yeah, yeah. You know. I, I say, Chris, 
Just sit on that one. We'll have a chat about that later, yeah? By the way, what yeah. movies are you watching where someone like Andrew Abdu meets the definition of leading <laughs> well, you know, man? You know that, that pommy hard man, Mark Strong? Is it James Strong? Mark Strong, I think he is. You know, he's the, he's the quintessential Tom Cruise, Jack Reacher, that sort of thing, you know? <laughs> Did I get that wrong? No. Anyway, we're here to fire up. And uh, look, there's many clubs in crisis. Uh, fortunately, St. George Illawarra and West Tigers have been put off the front and the back page, Chris, because there's another... Another club that's really definitely spinning out of control in crisis, and that is you know, the, 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 the team that's apparently pins down the essence of what it is to be a rugby league team, and that is South Sydney Rabbitohs. Pride of the league. And Pride I mean, of the league, they call themselves. And let's face it, there's a cataclysmic story that's come out of Heffron Park just this week, isn't yes, there, Stephen? Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, it's not what you think. Because there is a story that's going around that's just growing by the day. But there's another bigger story, isn't there? And it involves our canine friends. Well, this is the thing, is the absolute disaster that happened at Heffron Park on the weekend, uh, where for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, it was bring your dog to work day. Bring your dog to work day. Uh... <laughs> Hang on, actually, it's actually our bring our work to dog day here as well. Look, Volandis, calm down. Volandis, sit Sit, Volandis. Sit, Volandis. And whose dog is that? <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> no, not Russell's dog. No. Okay. <laughs> no. And 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 when you, I, I think the quiet power brokers of the code, like Volandis, like Russell Crowe, uh, you know, like the Atlassian dude, they don't talk. It's all done behind closed doors, isn't it, Chris? Well, well, the absolute uh, apotheosis, if I can use that word of that, Stephen, of course, is Uncle Nick Politis himself. Never says a word. He goes on Roosters Radio once a year. Does he? And that's it. Nick Politis. And what sort of dog would he have? Schnauzer. Schnauzer. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And Russell's got some big... Dumbass thing, hasn't oh, it? Oh, it'd be some sort of sheepdog. Oh, right, okay. You know, Not a big staffy. Yeah, called Boris or something Boris. like that. <laughs> you know, and it'd be running around Nana Glen. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And there'd be a few, uh, I imagine Russell. Boris, get out of the church. Get out now. I just did recently catch Russell as uh, Zeus. Um, the, oh, the, <laughs> well, he's got the voice for it, hasn't he? You know, the, the, you know, the head of the gods in... Not that uh, I've ever in, met Zeus. ...in Greek mythology. We yeah. might talk about myths in a moment, yeah. but... Uh, Russell, he's a he's a different shape these, these days. These days, yes, yes, seems to be owning. He's it. Jack's Jack Thompson esque, yeah. isn't he? But he wouldn't be completely Orson Welles. <laughs> <laughs> Where's a Kate Will? Nashua leading the world in clean paper copiers. He he, it's, he's not all about Russell. I'm sure he's got some rehabilitated greyhounds running around Nana Glen as well. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So bring your dog to work. Now this is uh, a cause for concern because you know, not all dogs play well. Well, yes. And also, when you think about it, uh, when you're asking all the players and the extended uh, uh, families associated those players to come to Heffron Park yeah. at a fairly difficult time for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and you bring a bunch of dogs and there are emblems of rabbits right. everywhere around, it can stir them up a little bit. Right. It's a whole industry, Chris. <laughs> and we know that uh, one man, Jason Demetrio, is under, under the pump right now. He's stressed. There's a lot of, lot, of, lot of pressure on him at this point in time because of various players, including one Latrell Mitchell. So he brings his dog, Simba. Uh, along to, uh, I'm assuming, Heffron Park. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Next to the Centre of Excellence. As you said, nothing ever good comes out of a Centre of Excellence. I mean, it's bring your brick to work one day and now it's yeah. bring your dog the next. I mean, there's a lot to bring. And you can carry more than one brick, can't you, if you've <laughs> done, done good. What about bringing your ability to tackle? Right. By the way, you talk about Dimitri under pressure, just briefly, Stephen. They yeah. were on top of the table after round 11 and now existentially they might go out the back door this weekend. Wheels? Yeah. Off? 
Yeah, and you did mention this um, critical last round, this finals frenzies are referring to it. The yeah. mathematics says yeah. that of the six teams, only four places remain below the top four. And you are actually going to walk us through all that mathematics a little later in the episode. Aren't you? I'm going to do that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that film, The Accountant, you know, <laughs> Matt Damon or whatever his name is. You know? Oh, that's me. Uh, yeah, so Simba comes along. This is Demetrio. I'm not sure what type of dog. I think it's a Labradoodle. Well, Danny White. It's Wyd- a doodle of some sort. Danny Weidler, who broke the story. Stephen, yes. huge news. He actually reported that Simba, and yeah. again, if we're doing vocal impressions, you will remember that um, uh, the father of Simba in The Lion King was yeah. voiced by James Earl Jones. Now, that's what Russell's aspiring to, right? Simba, the voice you of are God. my son. The you voice know, of you God. Know, C-N-N. <laughs> he was um, also the voice of uh, Darth Vader, wasn't he? Yeah. I, want, I want him alive. Bring him to me. <laughs> you are my son. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> so, so Simba is yeah. actually was reported as Danny Widler as being a cavoodle. Right. And, in fact, is a labradoodle. What? He got it wrong. He got it wrong. Danny got it wrong. Well, his sources were wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so he's, he's, he's only not up. an expert in everything, Chris. And the way he's um, made the correction was that Demetrius sent him some video of Simba and says it's a Labradoodle. Okay. Now, I'm going to throw a name in here. This is going to set off fireworks, right? Uh-oh. Jai Arrow. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jai Arrow's had form when it comes to his dog, even if he's not there responsible, attacking other dogs, right? Am I right there? You're 100% correct. I think Lena. that we go back three episodes, correct? Right. And, uh, and this is not a bring your dog to work day for the bunnies. This is just generally, I think, was it... Liam Knight was walking Jay Arrow's dog. Liam Knight, who's now part of the problem with the toxic culture at the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, yes. was uh, probably during Origin Camp or something like that, looking after uh, some dogs that were in Jay Arrow's ownership. And there was some innocent something or other yeah. um, working around the Maroubra area. Yes. Roosters fan, right? Okay. The worst thing you can do as a Roosters fan is take your dog down to Maroubra, which is clear South Man, Sydney Territory. Crossing, crossing the line there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Instantly... Eyes from hell are all watching you. That's right. What is, what is that dog doing from the eastern suburbs? Coming well, past Coogee. Particularly, it's in, you know when they, they put those little knitted coats on dogs? Oh, yes, yes. And it's actually in the sort of the French design of the tricolours jersey. Yeah. You know. Now, I'm not the investigative journalist that uh, you know, Wilder is, but from my understanding, there, there was a greyhound. And you know how greyhounds have been rescued you know, from the industry? Yes. Uh, where they're treated very cruelly, apparently. Like uh, Russell. Yeah, little Ruby. Yep. Wearing coat. Yep. Was mauled, I think, in said incident. By Thor. By Thor. That says it all. <laughs> Thor, Ruby, Thor, Ruby. You know who the winner there is, don't you, Chris? <laughs> Thor and a knockout. Thor was a staffy, an American staffy. It's that, and doesn't that put the fear of God into you? <laughs> so that's one incident. Correct. Now, what happened to Thor then? Well, while the matter was being processed and investigated, yes. and uh, I'm, no doubt the RSPCA was involved. Yeah. Russell Crowe himself would have been involved. Where was Jai? With his extensive... Well, I think Jai again was on origin duty or something. Right, okay. Locked away somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And so Thor was relocated to a safe house yeah. up, uh, up on the uh, central you, coast. You're not telling me, Chris. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the family responsible for the safe house yeah. might have left the gate open. Right. And so Thor escaped. <laughs> yep. Another incident? Another dog. Down. Another, down. <laughs> Dead? Uh, well, uh, I think I think in the second case, and I mean, again, it's hard to get all the facts, but that might have been Ruby the second case. It might have been a different <sighs> dog originally. I think Ruby met a, a sad demise. Right. And I'm going to say something about Thor. Mm. Two words that Thor wasn't looking forward to. Yeah. A little, mm. little bit like Bella eventually met a sad demise of the Mitchell Pierce dog. But uh, you, know, you know, you've heard of the Green Dream? 
Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. I've seen The Green Dream in action, Steve. It's have a very you? emotional time. Uh, apparently... I'm booked in, by the way. When it comes to suicide <laughs> rates per sort of work demographic, vets are on the high on the list there. I'm, I'm booked in for The Green Dream. What, what, after what we, year? After, well, it, it's, a fair, it's a fair remit because Lee Hatcher Patel <laughs> said he's, he's not stepping down as Tiger's chair until we win the premiership. Right. Oh, right. Oh so that's when I'm booked in. So right. I could be, I, I could still be here in the 23rd century. So that, your attorney's got the letter, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. It's an automatic, you know, come grand final day if the Tigers win. Right. One would suggest that uh, Jai Arrow should just get his dog into, into, into the track chasing bunnies. <laughs> but that's the trouble. That was bringing dog to work day at the rabbits. Train, I mean, trained to chase and kill. What are the, the new ones called? They've got Rocky and... Uh, there's Rocky and Coda. Coda's a little bit, little cute bubby. Rocky's a great big menacing looking thing. I'd say it's Rocky that's the problem here. What's the speller on Coda? Is that the same as Coda Nasa or... <laughs> uh, no, or it's is, not. No, or is no it H. a musical Coda? <laughs> no, Adrian. We'll get to Coda in just a minute, maybe. But I reckon Rocky's gone ballistic because right. he's walked into the thing. There's Simba frolicking, yeah. but there's rabbit images everywhere. Oh, you know, yeah. people walking around and bunnies paraphernalia. Right. So Demetrio's pissed off. He's well, unhappy. Well, the good news is he's, he's sent a video to Danny Widler, which he played on 100% footy last night, and Simba is thriving. Exclusive. Yeah, and it's a labradoodle, and there was obviously a little bit of hijinks, but this time there hasn't been another dog lost on Travis yeah, watch. Club. But no wonder South Sydney are in trouble. Hi, this is Don Walker. You're listening to Fire Up, and this is where you get your rugby league news. We're recording this on a, on a Wednesday. It's the three days of the week when there's no league. They're the dead day. Switching once is an atrocity in life. Yeah. Switching twice is unforgivable. Uh, Rodney Churchill. That's a great name, Rodney Churchill, Esquire. You know, Is it Rodney Victor Churchill? Son of the great light Clive, Clive Churchill. Churchill. One of the original yeah. immortals, Stephen. Yeah. And for those who don't know, of course, there's the... Clive Churchill Middle for the best player on the grand final night and Clive used to and I, and dear wife could but is not well and then son Rodney presents the medal to the best player on the day. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Clive actually ever did present the Clive Churchill medal. I Me think too. that sort of... Uh, I'm stretching there. Yeah, but Joyce certainly did and yeah. it was... You know, is there any greater moment in rugby league than seeing uh, Joyce put the medal around the neck of Sam Burgess trying to avoid the fractured eye socket? Um, <laughs> so she just had to sort of stretch the ribbon a little yeah, bit to get yeah. around. But she's not been well lately, no. so Rod has stepped into the breach, Stephen. No, and our, and our thoughts and feelings go out to the Churchill family. They, at this difficult time. At this difficult time. Rod is certainly upsetting the barrel cart, though, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Rodney apparently made comments in May. I didn't realise it was so far back after a loss in May. God, what's he thinking now? Well, I mean, Rodney quite rightly has come in for a lot of criticism, but he was pretty prescient, Stephen, yeah. because as I mentioned a little bit earlier today, South Sydney were flying high, but they had a big speed bump out at Allianz Stadium in the back end of May where they were beaten by Parramatta Eels. Oh. Let's face it, it have been a basket case. So you think Rodney foresaw the future? He did, 36-16. Yeah. Right. So he got on the front foot, and we talk about the Kithra connection. And yes, uh, you know, who runs this game and it yes, isn't... Yes. This fact- is Zeus you're talking about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Zeus, Philandis, <laughs> Politis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, Nick Pappas. And Nick Pappas, yes, and, yes. And Lee Hatcher Patel just aspires to be invited to that um, table, but that's not going to happen. And so, uh, Rob, because of his close connection... He may clear some room for you, Chris. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, uh, That uh, his close connection to the, the club through his father, et cetera, et cetera, he feels like he has to share his views with Nick right. about what's going wrong so with the So he's club. an outsider, but he's an, an insider. Yeah. Respected and loved. 
Or or is or damn nuisance. Or as Gordon Taylor said so pithily last night, he's not his father. <laughs> Apparently played 10, 10 games in third grade or something. Yes, okay. <laughs> okay. So he's there as a representative, basically, yeah. and he should behave as such. But he sent a text to Nick Pappas. Yes. And that text was quite incendiary, wasn't it? It really was, Stephen. Yeah. Um, I mean, he mentioned Latrell Mitchell, and he threw in some words like imposter. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to. I mean, I think. Can I go into a little bit? I would love you to. Um, he called him a myth. Now yes. we're talking about Greek Greek myths, mythology. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. You no, know, it's being, not. being the winged beast, you know, <laughs> being being the Neptune, the god of the seas. They're all myths, aren't they? But unfortunately, the modern connotation of myth, oh, which a you reworking mis- yeah, bit, is, yeah, is that you don't actually exist. You're not real. You've done nothing. So you're saying Latrell Mitchell's not real? Uh- <laughs> He's, what, he's, he's, well, that was what Rodney's contention was. <laughs> VR. He's a construct. What is he? He's a state of mind. <laughs> he's a Madame, Madame Tussauds waxwork. Well, I mean... He runs, he talks, he eats. Let's face it, and I um, am looking forward to Luttrell's whole of career. He's Ultimately, he's a cowboy. Ultimately, he's a cowboy. He's a confused man, but he's uh, one of the greats at South Sydney. No doubt about it. And no doubt, uh, for some unknown reason, Rodney thinks he's um, stealing oxygen. Yeah, and... Seriously, you and I were both there at the uh, the sin bin mania of the first round of the semifinals last oh, year. Oh, we there. And in amongst all that lunacy, yeah. Latrell Mitchell owned that game. I mean, he's <sighs> great to watch. Yeah, he he's got a- he got owned the week before. Yeah, and then he owned the next one. That's right. So he does run hot and cold sometimes. We know that he's mercurial, Stephen. He's mercurial, and Mercury was the god. <laughs> Speed. So maybe there's something in what Churchill's saying. So, and then suddenly that text, which happened in May, and here we are in, uh, well, we're nearly in September, Chris. It's it's late August. Yes. The end of the year. And somehow on a WhatsApp, and this is breaking news, right? Mm. A WhatsApp app? (laughs) Well, on WhatsApp, it was a message group, 27 individuals, and this text was pushed forward. Is that right? So it's. Arrive in the lap of the media yeah. at the exact same time as the brouhaha unfolded at Heffron Park, where we saw Sam Burgess not long after we recorded this podcast, yeah. Stephen, last week with the great Andrew Webster. Thank yeah. you, Andrew. For I think us. I think it's because Burgess brought a, a chihuahua to the event <laughs> to the barbecue, right? And they said, "You can't have chihuahuas here." Out you go, Sam. Wrong dog. Yeah. Wrong attitude. You're out. Or some sort of British British bulldog. So something. Burgess is sent off to yeah. Warrington. Yeah. John Bomber Morris is coming to the Tigers. Welcome, Bomber is allowed. To survive and he actually you've led, always loved him he led the mindfulness session the next day did you hear about that no so Bomber's staying for the rest of the season he's committed right. and someone has to lead the session yeah. and Bomber Morris got all the South players together with all this going on before the Churchill text and their dogs and he goes if you're happy and you know it Clap, Clap your, hands. your hands, right? Well, and temporary, what, Stephen. What temporary. Ru- and, and Russell's apparent comment was that: uh, we, Do you put South Sydney first, or do you put the rest of the stuff first? <laughs> and he got no response from Sam, did he? No. Yeah. And, and Sam was put on his bike. So <laughs> this uh, period of instability, yeah. where the likes of Cameron Murray has had to defend having harsh words with Latrell at training, saying we are um, absolutely together. He said, "I had no issue with Latrell going to the Luke Combs concert because he was." Creating memories. So just as South Sydney are clapping hands. I can't forget that image. I know. <laughs> the cowboy with the shotgun. <laughs> they bring their dogs and their families together. On stage? Yeah. Luke Combs. South Sydney, they're, <laughs> that's right. they're all arm in arms on yeah. stage in the encore. And they've all got jackets on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's singing, I'm a good old southern boy. <laughs> in red and green. South Sydney boy, of course. And they're ready to go for the the, the next chapter of the, uh, of the South Roosters story rivalry this Friday. Yeah. And then this... Text is leaked. Right. Okay. To the media, Stephen. To okay. the media, the enemy of all 
right-thinking rugby league people, yep. the media. So we got a list of those 27 names. That's what we want. That's what that's what our journalist friends need to get their hands on. Amazingly, I've done a bit of research on this. Have you just? And the 27 yeah. seven names on the uh, WhatsApp group that uh, Rodney Churchill may or may not have circulated this <laughs> original text to Nick Pappas, yeah. there's a heavy overlap with the 37 people who'd received the uh, leaked uh, uh, PwC email <laughs> in relation to the multinational that right? legislation. Is that because right? these are the powers yeah, of yeah, the brokers yeah, yeah. that control our society. And so, and so what are the, the swirling, once again, myths, if I could use that word, uh, <laughs> reasons or who, who, who are the perpetrators of, of this being leaked to the public? Well, this is really difficult, yeah. Stephen, but there, there is a, there's a clue in the text, right? Because the media's got their hands on it and they feel duty-bound to... Of course. Yeah. And, of course, it should be pointed out that Rod, Rod Churchill over now has profusely apologised. He's going to say profoundly apologised. Yeah, yeah. However, he has said, um, let's face it, Latrell wasn't playing that well. He went on to say, I was encouraged by lots of people to do it. Um, he's received oh. some praise yeah. for actually putting yeah. his name... He's so honest. Yeah, yeah, but he still unreservedly apologises, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And, and he's uh, not going to present the medal. Right. Uh, well, he's offered to step down. He's at offered least. to step down. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Webster again has said he should step down. Yeah. It's in the hands of the NRL. Okay. I think there's every chance that you'll be on double duty this grand final this what, year. Playing so music. You'll be doing the music. Playing you'll, their trap stuff. Yeah. You'll, you'll hit. Yeah. We are the champions, and, and then, then run. As, well, you'll mix it into simply the best. Yes. And then you'll run down and present the close present the medal. medal. Yeah. Yeah. And as possibly the, get a kiss from uh, Volantis. Uh, yes, as the only objective <laughs> uh, uh, individual in the whole building. So the text goes on and talks about Latrell being a complete myth and putting South Sydney not at the top of his list. He didn't say cancer, did he? Well, it, did he say that? It, it said. Um, you I know, think the only people allowed to say that's HG and Roy about Manly. Yeah, complete myth. Has bowel South, cancer, rugby league. South Sydney second if at all. The next sentence goes. I hope you and the family are well. Ah. And okay. Stephen, yeah. I hope you and the family are well. So far, so good, Chris. And then you. it goes. Nothing was done, and now this cancer, this Mitchell has ruined the club. So the. Inference going around is that last sentence has been added since the original text to Nick, which kind of makes sense that you finish with, I hope the family's Gee, this good. this is convoluted, Chris. Right. So the question then, who, why? Yeah. And one would go, this is just Churchill arcing up yes, and yes. being furious and unfair and unreasonable. Well, there's another reason. News has broken overnight, Stephen. Yes. Have a guess who is allegedly responsible for this scurrilous uh, uh, incident uh, where the text is leaked to the email of you know what? The intemperate gonna, words of Rod Churchill. I'm going to call upon the Greeks, somebody surrounding Nick Politis. The Roosters. Stephen. The Roosters' way, was it? <laughs> and that's just because it's the book of feuds at work. So we've got a potentially qualifying finals deciding game between the Roosters and the Rabbits out at Acorn Stadium this Friday. Okay. Right. And so South Sydney had come together. They'd come together. They clapped hands. They had the dogs. There was a little incident with Rocky and Simba, but it was solved. And they're ready to win. Yeah. Can I just check here? It says the Rabbitohs are on 30 points on eighth position. Also, Cowboys... A ninth position on 30, Roosters on 30 points, 10th. So this is a, an important match. <laughs> yes, it's a very yes, important okay. match. Okay. And so just as South Sydney had repaired the um, wounds and as Cameron Murray said, let's go out there at Acor Stadium and create some memories, boys. Not mayhem. Boom, this text hits. <laughs> yeah, right. And the theory is the Roosters have done to destabilise yeah. South Sydney. Right. However. Uh, however, there's another twist. That's not all. <laughs> <laughs> State knives. The 
counter theory is <laughs> is someone within South Sydney yeah. is responsible for leaking it to in order fire, fire up, up the internal S- engine. South Sydney to get it going. And the book of feuds. And is it going to cross that line where they got seven cent offs in one game? That record breaking last year. This is the thing is the absolute essence of it. And as you suggested, you've got Russell Crowe dressed as Zeus chiseling yeah. away yes. at chapter 173, Book of Fuse, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> is, is, yes. is stone masonry up at Nana Glen, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, there's a semi-final spot <laughs> up for grabs. Yeah. But more importantly, Latrell Mitchell, Victor Radley, nine sin bins each. each. Latrell, oh, the record! Right, no, Latrell's not playing. <laughs> so, so he's going, boys, whatever you do, uh, don't get Radley fired up so he can no, get past no, me. No, Red Miss Radley. Uh, so it'll be the quietest, uh, most friendly game in history. Right. So it won't be mirroring what happened on the weekend in the reserve grade with the South Juniors comp where <laughs> the Redfern All Blacks and the Alexandria Rovers at full time went into a complete mayhem and breakdown. The police were involved in everything. So not quite that bad. Yeah, well, and you know what that was about? Uh, Someone said, and as for South and your coach and that stupid little cavoodle that la- you got. Labradoodle. And someone said, no, no, it's a labradoodle. Cavoodle, labradoodle. It was on. All on, yeah. exactly. Hang on, is that Volandis barking yeah. in the background again? And and before, like, well, and before we finish this, on, of course, the knock on the Sit, head. sit. No, stay. <laughs> Be a proper dog. Be a proper dog, Volandis. And lo and behold, some of the usual suspect, Chris, have uh, all arced up as well. I'm talking one... The man who sleeps hard, Coda Nass. Oh, Coda Nass is involved, Stephen. Yeah. Well, and also named after Sunny, yes, one of Jairo's dogs, possibly. Yeah. Sonny Bill Williams. Yes, he's involved. In yep. yep, couldn't resist. And guess what? I'm Anthony not. Mundine. Well. <laughs> hello, hello. It's all on. But it, you know, apparently, when eminent figures leave us, Stephen, the obituary is already written. Yes. Right. When you've got this type of controversy. You just hit the button, boom, and, and certain figures just emerge. They just pop up with opinions yeah, ready, yeah, yeah. ready to go. And sometimes they've got a boxing match. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, we got a song. We do now. Um, I know that you're uh, sputtering towards the end of the season, as am I. Yes. But there was a game over the ditch where the Warriors continued their inexorable rise uh, to the final, Stephen. And what a great story it is, led by the other Andrew Webster. Yes. And there was an incident earlier in the game where Adam Fanua Blake is having an all-time season a la Sean Johnson, a la Dallin Watney-Zelezniak. Burrows over the line, but looks like he's layering up a bit. Like, oh, I've scored a try. I've got a smile on his face and he dropped it. Uh-huh. And then later on, in some sort of, I don't know, poetic underlining of your season, the grubber kick is put through yeah. and Tyrell Sloan. I like Tyrell. Tyrell. Yeah. Instead of just forcing the ball line drop out, Makes a motion to pick it up. Yes. And who... How come- do you know who's trying to pick it up? What's his intent there, Chris? Well, the referee's there to make the call. Oh, he there. made that call. So it's a subjective call. And then who came through to actually score the try yeah. but Adam Fanua Blake, right? And on Wait. The, the occasion of... Yes, go on. You're saying Terrell Sloan, ball on the ground, touch ball over the try line. Mm-hmm. And-, and... And it was ruled that he hadn't forced the ball oh, and oh, try oh. for Noah Blake. Because they couldn't determine the amount of pressure. Yeah, and on the occasion of his birthday, Dennis Carnahan has just said, Terrell, just put it down. Happy birthday, sticky mate, Dennis Carnahan. That is the most egregious handing of a try to a team I've ever seen. And Adam Fanua Blake, over the greatest butchering of a try in the history of footy, may have been the beneficiary. We've gone to the bunker. Try confirmed. Warriors look like they might be tough or bound. They met the Dragons in the second 
but just forgot to ground the ball. Just put it down, Just put it down, He up. Crown, and a big smile on his face. Just put it down. Then in the second half, a short Johnson kick. Stopped in the end, go right and tie around Slow's feet. If he taps it down. It down. Warriors versus Brisbane. No way. This really was one of those crazy nights. Vanua blinking through and he got it right. He put it down. Down, 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 down. He was able to score. Cut Sloan at the ball on the floor. He put it down. Just put it down. Are you calling a goose? Is he calling Terrell Sloan a goose, Chris? Yes. Now, now this is in a game, as you said, across the ditch where uh, my team, St George Illawarra, lost 18-6 to the Warriors. Good luck the Warriors. I like them. They deserve it. They've done it tough. they put in their service for the, the code over the last few years, COVID, etc., etc. Thank you for your sacrifice. And I'm saying, uh, Ryan Carr... You've done good, son. You've done good because the team uh, are no longer look like a pack of losers. They actually look pretty good with the occasional laps. These fine-tuning, fine-tuning, ready to hand on a silver platter to Flano to bring us back to the top eight again. I love your optimism, Stephen. Thanks it's misplaced, but I love it. And I've got more breaking news. Uh-oh. The latest reports coming out are that the Rodney Churchill text was a joint collaborative effort between the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the West Tigers <laughs> of course, yeah. to destabilise yeah. South and get them off the front and Mate, back page. Anything to get us refocused <laughs> on our own form, that's okay <laughs> by me. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Now, uh, there was a well, there was a game apparently. Uh, well, let's just talk about Parramatta. Just very briefly, I watched that game and it was one of the saddest nights I've ever seen. I mean, I like... As you know, watching the Panthers play, I think they're very good. Now, they didn't have Dylan Edwards' big big hole, and they lost Jerome Luai. Uh, but they were smashed, and as I say, they were daxed by Parramatta. And you know what I think of Gutherson. <laughs> but Gutherson hobbled off, didn't he? Beat he beat him on one leg, Stephen. <laughs> yes, and, and I'm at, but for all Parramatta fans, with the exception of Mitchell Moses, that looked like their full-strength team, and they were fantastic. They I, don't know if there's up, some, I don't know if there's something in that, but mm. speaking of putting up things, what about Sonny Luke's little friendly... Uh, gesture he did to Jermaine Hopgood in the scrum. Do you remember that? Right, yes. We'll get to that. That was a mm. hopawati. Mm. Okay, we'll talk about that at the end because we've got some highlights for the year to sort of wrap up at the end here. <laughs> now, uh, I, I was there uh, with my brother Mash. Uh, you were there with uh, some high-end clientele watching 
is West Tigers, were they there? Yeah, they, they were, were playing, West Tigers allegedly, were there, yes. Yeah. Uh, versus the Eastern Suburbs, Atlanta-bound <laughs> Chooks. <laughs> I'll fill you in in a minute. Nevada, actually, Stephen. Nevada. Las Vegas is in Nevada, not I'm, Atlanta. I'm thinking about, I think Atlanta's where Trap was born. Well, that's what the music was, <laughs> yes, wasn't it? Yes, yes, And yes, again, yes. you were incensed. Well, well, first of all, uh, said brother and I were, were, were dropped directly into the Chook pin. Uh, camera crews, Glenn Hawke was coming up. We're hiding from the camera. Going, Don't film us. We're not here. Flags waving, drums beating, you know. We're there as, as observers, you know. Now, I heard through the generosity, because you had to hit them up, of a high-ranking Venues New South Wales official. Yes. That he had organised you tickets to the game. And that well, you were meant to be in some fancy... It, it had a fancy thing called The Garden. The Garden, yes. the garden yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it was one of the private booths. And they said, nah, not open tonight, mate. <laughs> now, that may be a joke. You know, mate. I believe the garden's something that's uh, reserved for rugby union fixes, Stephen. So you, and you know, let's not criticise this high-ranking New South venues New South oh, no, Wales no, official no, no, for no. the free tickets. We were, we were but you're in the chook pen, though. Well, that's where the atmosphere is, Chris. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I couldn't partake in the bubbles. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was. Um, uh, you know, corporate outdoor corporate box on the same side of the stadium due to the largesse of an individual we'll just call Mr. Q, Stephen. Okay, all right. Mr. Q is a very passionate Tigers fan, Stephen, and it was very kind of him to have me along. Mm. And he was inspired by the banner that was hung at Combank Stadium the previous week, Tigers vs. Dolphins, that said, end the Pasco fiasco. Mm. So he wanted to express his political views at the Roosters game, oh, yeah. which I thought was quite novel, sort of being on the road. So he had two big banners. One was... Sack the board, not the coach at Tigers. Were they already hung? They were not hung. No. He'd actually smuggled them in in a little uh, beverage bag. They didn't and check? They, <laughs> security's <laughs> very lax at Allianz, Stephen. We all know that. And Nick Pilatus, I'd get them in onto that one. That's right. <laughs> and the other one was said, let the West Tigers me- members vote for the board. Right? Yeah, They're let, pretty... let the West Tigers roam free. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, you know, I had suggested if he wanted to jazz it up about he could go a variation on last week and go in the Pasco Woe or Tigers are going to Hadjapan Hellas with H-E-L-L in... <laughs> Letters, but he just wanted to be direct and clear. Chris, are you thinking about their mental health? <laughs> well, I mean, really, how, how, how much can a man be? I know both Lee and Justin. They're fine. Okay. They're robust. Good. And they can sue for defamation, apparently. <laughs> and uh, at halftime, he went to hang one of the banners. But this is a tip for young players. Don't make the banner too big. Because we had trouble unfurling it. Yeah. And by the time we unfurled it, the security staff said, hey, move along. Yeah. So when they had everybody on the field at the end of the game after the 20 minutes, which was a great community event, beautiful work by the Sydney yes, Roosters. Yes, yes. Free Kids, coffee? Yeah, we- <laughs> <laughs> Bagels? <laughs> and they were, one of the prices of actually walking onto the ground was that you got you know flyers from Steggles, Red Rooster, all this yeah, sort of yeah, paraphernalia. Yeah. Uh, he actually unfurled the banners on the ground right. to make the message. Okay. And fans of all uh, descriptions came up and said, good on you, mate. Know what you're doing till stadium t- staff came and rolled right. them up. But uh, it's great to see power in the people. And uh, Mr. Q, we salute you. We do. And I'm assuming when they had those celebrations on the field, it was to the beautiful tones of trap music. <laughs> now, for those that don't know, I've just opened up Wikipedia, a subgenre of hip-hop music that originated in the southern United States, primarily Atlanta, in the 1990s. It has not gone away. They used the same drum machine, the 808 roll, the same no bass, just a bass drum, and it will drive you to hell and back. <laughs> and, it, and, it nearly, and it nearly did with me on that day at the Roosters game. And the home ground DJ, I don't applaud you. It's tough, Stephen. It is tough. Because, you know, you're an expert and it's a little bit like, I, think, I don't know if I've said this before, but uh, when they did the uh, recreation of Australia winning the America's Cup and he refused to watch it and, and I'd say, you know, they're saying these things on the boat, Dad, and he goes, I'd never say that, I'd never say that. I mean, when you're an expert in the field, yeah. I mean, you're actually there to watch a footy game, but all you hear is the music. Can I look at the, um, the origins? Gangster rap, <laughs> hardcore rap, crunk. 
Memphis rap, snap music. It, it, it just it says double bay. You know, it says Vaucluse. Don't you reckon? This is the thing. I mean, to the layperson, which I am, that absolute, that trap set absolutely scream roosters. You know, <laughs> Embassy Nightclub, yes, you know, back right. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I was there. We played better music than that. <laughs> we played classic R&B, Chris. <laughs> often with a great sample and often funky. Yeah, well, you know. This was like, you know, where's that hammer? Where's that nail? And, and they, often they take the melodies from simple, simplistic horror movie themes you know that sort of stuff scary music Chris <laughs> Stephen is, is this possibly a generational difference that we're hearing now I mean they've got to reinvent themselves the roosters I oh. mean the, the supporter base is ageing rapidly just they've got to speak hap- to the kids just because it happens now doesn't mean we have to think it's great Chris okay. you know okay. there's plenty of other great stuff around. now listen that's game day experience you uh-huh. know and uh, you know food was good the grog was good etc etc uh, the West Tigers you were maybe play- should have had some more of the grog you would have oh, yeah. handled it better yeah maybe <laughs> West Tigers of course uh, not playing for pride but running from Wood. Well, we secured the wooden spoon, Stephen, much to your relief. And as Tim Sheens has pointed out, and he's still technically, I think, the coach, uh, we may lose, but we don't get beat. And um, no. that was another very clear example of it. Yes. At least the losing bit. Well, we changed seats just for p- perspective. We went behind the goalpost and sitting next to us was a man in a Western Suburbs Magpies hoodie. That said it all, Chris. Spirit. Did it say Victor on the front? It did not. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even that old school. Mm. Just straight up, uh, uh, what do you call the, 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 the arrow that comes down the front? It's not a chevron. It's not a chevron. No. No. It's no. just a V-cut. Now, there was an incident. Uh, just as I was wandering up there, I heard this almighty noise. And, of course, it could only be one man, the enforcer, Jared Warrior Hargrave, who is a big man. Yep. On Little Appy, yep. who's a little man. Yep. So there's some physics involved there, would you say? Yes. Or you think it was mal- mal- malice with intent? Yeah. So, you know, he's come... Barreling out, uh, and Appy's and they were winning by yeah. some twenty points yeah. with about seven minutes to go yes, or yes. fifteen minutes to go, and he's uh, hit Appy high, right. uh, arguably around the shoulders or the head region. Melee, I hate that word. You know, mayhem, fight ensues, lots of pushing, pushing and shoving, and then now that's that physics again. Jared Warrior's got a big head. As Benji Marshall pointed out in the press conference. Very big head. And he yep. understands that when he's on your side. When he's not, it's no fun, right? So that head moved forward into? Stefano Utokimanu. Stefano, right. Yeah. Okay. And um, so people, he's, got, he's got two charges against him. Right, exactly. people go the headbutt. Now, interestingly, on the vision, you're pointing to the one that you might have thought was more easily defended is yeah. that Jared's head takes up a lot of real estate, right? Does, yeah. If he just moves his neck slightly, yeah. he's likely to brush Nate someone Miles, else's. There's not many equivalent, is there? Brush someone else's forehead, but he's actually mm-hmm. copped the early plea for that. Yeah, which is how many? Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Hang on, this is the last game of the year, well, unless they play finals. Potentially, yeah. And he might be up for two more weeks of the finals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And well, he's challenging the high contact charge. Oh, the Abbey one. Yeah. So how do you challenge that? He took his head off. <laughs> well, he said he could go contact with the shoulder blades and then oh, it bounced up. Slid up, did it? Slid yeah, up. Yeah, right. And so that one's being heard, I believe, this evening, and he'll either get four weeks or a fine if he gets it. And, and I could see this lit up banner above his head when that happened. Vegas. Well, it's, it's looming. It's looming, Jared. And and what it is, Stephen, is unfortunately this happens to all of us. As you know, we turn old and cranky, a bit like you and trap music. Yes, is <laughs> it did make me cranky. Is uh, suppose, and I'm not the only one. Supposedly, <laughs> that's true. Dave Taylor, one of the people I normally sit with, was very, oh, very man, down. Oh man, it just puts you in an early grave. Big thumbs down. But, but okay, okay, 
It's about 90 minutes a minute, right? <laughs> it's slow. It's dirgy. As I said, you could put about a 1,000 songs into the same mix and it would sound exactly... I'm not saying, oh, it all sounds the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> Have a couple of glasses of Crystal and it sounds fantastic. <laughs> I bet, yeah. And, and so apparently the Tigers were sledging, Jared, you're 34 years old, you're washed up. Yeah. Right? You think the veteran would be able to handle that better. And he started it because he was saying that our chairman wore a funny hat. <laughs> and the Tigers took umbrage at that. And it all devolved. He does wear funny hats in case, but that's a good thing. And order to evolve. And really, no one's defending Jared with one very, very noted exception yeah. who yet again has played the victim card. Let's <laughs> listen to it. Okay. The victims we know so well They shine in your eyes when they kiss and tell Strange places we never see But you're always there Like a ghost in my dream And I keep on telling Yeah, but I mean... You know, he's always going to get scrutinised. That's really common. You know, we, we had four guys who got hit late tonight that went on report that didn't get penalised. And no one will ask about them, but Jared does one and, and every the whole world blows up. You know, it's pretty common. Um, you want him to be on the edge and you want him to be in more control. That was a, that was a silly challenge. Um, and so knowing that, but, you know, people make more of it. Um, it's constant. You know, if he or Rads does some of the late challenges that we saw sort of play on and, and then get put on report later, um, yeah, usually more happens to, to them than other people. Yeah, Chris, it is a tough man's game, but you, you sometimes we, you know, we've, we've gone too far and we've sort of put a bit of pressure on some individuals for certain behavioural patterns or certain uh, vocal statements. And we apologise for that. And we do because we don't, we, they could be victims, you, you never know. And to have boy George sing... For dear Jared Warrior Hargraves is very, very sweet. It was a great cross-promotional tie-up because Culture Club are coming out soon. Yes. And Robbo consented for that to be uh, played during the press conference. Ah, but the interesting thing to me is he said there were four... Not la- Sparks, no. not Kraftwerk, no. not Paul McCartney, not <laughs> Sheik. Not Human League. Not Jamiroquai. They're all coming. <laughs> so he chose victims. Culture like Club. Culture Club. Yeah. Fair enough. And uh, so... He's good, Robbo, isn't he? Because he said, and you and I were both there, well, we got four late hits all on report, not penalised. Did you notice any of those? No, no, I don't know what he's talking about. And hello, Robbo, not (laughs) penalised. What do they call that? Clay, clay, some sort of fakery? Myth, a myth? A myth making? Myth making, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this, I tell you what this is, this reeks of Donald Trump, right? Oh, God, yeah. Because, because... Donald Trump's been charged with inciting riots, uh, misuse of classified documents, attempting to falsify election results, yes, yes. and something involving a uh, former adult entertainment, entertainment star. Yes, right, yes, right. Yes, yes. And he goes, but look at crooked Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. Robbo <laughs> doesn't defend Jared and by inference. He points at your po- poor buggers. He goes, look at your guys. West Tigers did four acts. I and to quote Maggie Thatcher, who are these yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. Can you name them? Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> it's just outrageous. There's no video evidence, nothing. Not a whiteboard, nothing. Anyway, if you join me, Stephen, yeah. uh, to watch Roosters and Rabbits out at Acor Stadium this Friday, the good news was we'll be sitting with Jared Maria Hargrove. We will be, yeah, yeah. And going, viva Las Vegas. <laughs> 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 we'll be back in just a moment. Little old lady passing by, catching everyone's eye. You have such a charming manner, sweet and shy. Little old bonnet set in place. And a smile on your face 
See, there's a trope there about little old ladies, isn't there? Often they're used as the picture of pure innocence. They'd never do any wrong, and the little old ladies going nuts, then obviously you've done something wrong. Julie Andrews, Ricky Stewart, come together, shake hands, kiss, do whatever you do. But often films portray little old ladies as subterfuge. They're actually covering up for some evil doings. I don't know what the case is here with Ricky Stewart, Chris. Well, first of all, again, happy birthday, Dennis. Those little treaters for you. Because Ricky, dare we say, was fired up. Now, we really... That press conference, I'd had a big day on Saturday. Hang on. Groundhog Day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I was, everyone's going, well, it's going to be an explosive press conference with Ricky Stewart because, first of all, Cassoni Staggs had not been put in the bin for the Trelbo oh, on yes, Rapana. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Rapana himself put in the bin for the attempted trip in the. I think, I'd put him further than that, Chris, but anyway. Yeah. And then finally, the Hudson Young escort just escort, absolutely yeah. sent uh, everyone out for place. So he was robbed. So much so yeah. that the camera went down to the sideline oh, yeah. and looked at Ricky. Has he got a name, the cameraman? Uh, Joe, for Nigel, argument's sake. Nigel, yeah. <laughs> and, and Ricky said, Michael, luck off to the camera. What? In full, full view of everybody? In full view of everybody. And, though, and I, and I'm, though there, is, uh, there is a theory being put around this morning that he might have just said, back off. <laughs> and I'm imagining all the cats were running because he's known to kick cats. You can see in the background the officials from Canberra packing all the chairs away. The chairs, because he loves to kick chairs around. Yeah. So no cats, no chairs, and a, and a, and a Michael Luck off to the camera. Fox were, were, in, were scared. Don't go near him. And then they were all waiting for the press conference for Ricky because that's where the real entertainment starts, right, Chris? Right. Because nobody cares about watching the Raiders, right? Right. And it took an hour for Ricky to turn up and, and he just said... An, a what? An hour for him an to... An hour. An hour for him to turn up at the press Surely conference. Surely there's a contract here, Chris. Well, this is the thing, but he said he needed to calm down. I don't think he wanted to go at all. People were just, come on, Ricky, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. Right. But the really interesting thing about the Michael Luckoff is, is that the head of uh, Fox Sports, Steve Crawley, has apologised to Ricky saying that he confirmed that he reached out to Andrew Abdo to accept his share of the blame. Uh, I spoke to uh, Ricky, Abdo and Graham Annesley. I have an agreement with Ricky that we don't get in his face when he's on the sidelines. Is that special treatment because most of the other coaches don't go down the sidelines so they don't have to even worry about that? I accuse Fox Sports, as indeed allegedly Sam Burgess did of South City Rabbitohs, double standards, Double standards, yes, yes, Like, why does Ricky get some... um, I mean, he's great entertainment on the sideline. If he chooses to go down there, same in the box, cop it. And it's a public space, Chris. Cameras are allowed in public spaces, you know. It says we're entitled to show him, but we can't be right in his face on the sidelines of this area. I, th- I feel for him. I think we're yeah. out of line here. There's something crooked about all this. Yes, but. I know. And it's Craig Bellamy gets off scot-free. They use him ad nauseum. <laughs> well, no, Bellamy cops it. And I think he accepts well, it as part of the remit. Part so of the if, entertainment. If, if Stewart goes down on the sideline, yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually say that that Fox camera person's a hero. Right. And uh, we're at Canberra City. 
Uh, well, they are also on the precipice because you haven't yet taken us through all the mathematical permutations about oh, how six go going to sake. four. What do you think I am? But, but Canberra are a genuine shot of not qualifying. Wow. Which would be horrendous given how well they've been so doing this season. So we expect great entertainment from Ricky this weekend. Yeah, when they take on the Sharks. Who, <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, uh, and they're sort of cut from the same cloth, really, aren't they? Yeah, very much so. Dogged. <laughs> You know, gritty, yeah. you know. Yeah, one-dimensional. Yeah, one-dimensional. Uh, playing hard in the ruck, extending tackles, the, uh, you know, a bit of grimy stuff. Going, grubby stuff. Can I say that, Chris? You, you can. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, great, the great thing about uh, Ricky was just at the end of that quote, he said, I don't know why it always happens to us. And he goes, actually, <laughs> I do know why it happens to us. And yeah. so do we, Ricky. It's big, big club theory writ large. Yeah. They're not interested in you making the, the playoffs and they'll do their darndest to keep you out of it. So and that's understandable. It's the classic chip on the shoulder, isn't it? Chip and on the shoulder. And Ricky's got the biggest chip of anybody in the world. Look, he's the ultimate victim. Boy George should be singing to him. <laughs> if he gets in the grand final, bring out Boy George while he's here. Well, sing victim. I'm assuming assuming that uh, when Colts Club out here and uh, John Moss, the original drummer, won't be there, but right. Mikey and uh, John and right. uh, uh, what's his name, Hay and uh, yes. Boy George will all be there, that Ricky will come out on stage right. with Robbo right. for victims wow. as the backing chorus. It'll You're be kidding absolutely, me. Ab- absolutely fantastic. How good is that theatre? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm buying a ticket now. And you know what I'm hoping? <laughs> on grand final day, they do exactly what they did at GAO and they provide, they sell donut balls, Chris. Now, what is a donut ball, I ask you? It's such a good question because there's a van down yeah. there at GAO Stadium selling Jeez. the donut balls. I once went to a, a piggery, Stephen. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, yeah. And I, I don't want to get too much into too it. Gross, yeah. But can I say that there's not a piece of that pig that goes to waste, right? No, it no. all has its role. Right, okay. So when they make donuts in the sweatshops of Asia <laughs> Easy or, or now. Africa, right? Easy now. <laughs> I know. But that's where these people get uh, used. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to. You're exposing the corruption. Like, we are. We're like, going to march there, Chris. Like, like that somewhat controversial yeah. tra- that, trafficking film. Where's that donut factory, in, you know, wherever, Thailand or And then we're going to find out what they're doing there. And I've, got, I've got a far more benevolent explanation, Stephen. I mean, you, you may well be uncovering the corruption and the inequity. Yeah. I just think that there's an attitude that someone who used to work in the piggery now works for, I don't know, Donut King or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And when they stamp the hole into the donut. Is that house, mate? <laughs> Yeah, so That's, they got a round bit of dough. They cook yeah. it. It comes out as a solid. It, yeah, yeah. And, as and a solid got an army of little little blokes who so, go clank. Solid sort of two hemispheres <laughs> together, and then just punch the ball. Right, the ball drops to another tray, and off to Canberra. Yeah, yeah. Right. Bit, bit of chocolate on top, yeah. bit of sprinkles, right. hundreds and thousands. So you go up, away. you go up Market Alley on yeah. combat. You get a donut. Right, right. You go Town Market GIO. Right. You get right. a donut ball. Right, okay. And and of course the other thing is is it puts a bit of weight on Stephen yeah. because as Dave Ray, who's been a guest on this show, yes, and a passionate. A la Dennis Carnahan, uh, Canberra Raiders supporter. Donut eater. He noted that when Donald Trump did his mugshot for the Georgia Chargers, he yeah. gave his weight as 215 pounds, right. which is exactly the same weight as Canberra winger Nick Cottridge. Yep. And uh, if you have a look on our socials at Fire Up Rugby League in relation to Facebook or at Fire Up NRL with Twitter, yep. you'll actually see a picture of Nick and his hair. Right put together by Terry Bull, very similar to Trump in that. <laughs> and you see Trump's making millions of dollars off mugshot merchandise. Because they're mugs. <laughs> it's terrific. Mug shots for mugs. Right? We've got to come up with our mug layer range. I just reminded me, talking about food uh, items, Chris, in rugby league, that uh, last week there was this uh, unseemly and very intriguing article that uh, one Lindsay Collins was somehow placing avocado seeds up his bottom mm. and we were we were mystified so when we were at the game of the day going back to the Roosters game we were watching Lindsay that's all we watched we didn't see anything else in the football just watching the binoculars to see what those avocado seeds were doing we saw nothing 
Nothing was coming no out. Evidence. No evidence. Nothing dropped on the ground like an emu dropping. <laughs> nothing. Wombat dropping. Nothing, Chris. So I don't know what that story's all about. That's because those trainers, they're quick. <laughs> they're quick. They, they, they water, they, they run well, out instructions, they pick up seeds. And the greenskeepers, they don't want avocado seeds on their ground. Were there any little old ladies sitting near where you were? Yeah, well, don't you gotta watch them? Remember, remember Bucket asked. Remember when when Joey Johnson said the, mo- the thing he feared most was the little old lady sitting in the ground as he's about to kick a goal, being called Bucket ass <laughs> by a little old lady. Well, it doesn't come any worse. I was at the 1988 Panasonic Cup Grand Final. I guess you call it final in those days. The Channel Ten midweek, and it was the successor of the Amco Cup, which we all uh, love and miss. TV yeah. Ted Ellery. Dot dot dot. Were free jeans ever thrown out? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. No. 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 (laughs) But I I seem to remember Amco had the stud, all right? Yes. And I was there with my mate, uh, John Osborne, very passionate St. George fan, as they then were. They still are, Chris. Taking on the Balmain Tigers. (laughs) They're not Stephen. They're St. George (laughs) Laura. And there were three little old ladies. That's the only way you can describe them, sitting right in front of us. Huge Balmain fans, knitting, knitting. Madame Defarge style. Yeah. And they were going... Are they following AFL now? (laughs) Sorry, sorry. They're they're going at the ref. They're going at my mate, John. I mean, the absolute worst moment was when um, St. George non-speeds to Bert Gordon, the winger, scored a try, which just made no sense whatever. You went on to have a 16-8 victory. It had been verbal exchange the whole time. The vitriol and the barbs coming yeah. out of those elderly ladies' yeah. mouths. I mean, as uh, Hudson Young said, I can't use the language that Ricky used when he <laughs> sprayed us after we lost to Newcastle. It was that pointed. That bad. And at the end of it, the ladies turned around and said to John the St. George fan, congratulations, well done. Yeah, you love it. Well, you, you played And well. still knitting, going for a cup of tea. But they are the heart and soul of rugby league, yeah. Stephen. And when Ricky says those little old ladies aren't happy, then yeah. something is rotten in Denmark slash Moore Park. Well, something is rotten uh, down at Canterbury Banks down Belmore Park when Cameron Serraldo apparently has been working the players too hard, requesting they turn up for an 8.30 start Oof. and a 5 o'clock finish. Now, is, hasn't that been the working hours for the last 150 years? Uh, well, Ever since industrial relations? I, I have pointed out that you're a little bit behind the time. Not liking, like, not liking trap and consort, calling them St George, Stephen. Uh, and this was very much in evidence when Matt Burton put up one of his uh, customary bombs against the Seagulls and he didn't follow through. Pangai certainly didn't follow through, uh. nor did three others. They made a protest, Stephen, because they've expressly approached super new coach Cameron Serraldo and yeah. said, we want to work from home. Work from home. That's right. Right. So and, there are no core hours, so Stephen. What, what's the evidence? They just put up a bit of footage at 8.30 and a bit of footage at 5 o'clock saying, look, we did the whole day. Freddie Fittler yeah. has, I believe, retained his job yeah. as New South Wales Origin coach yeah. by promising to do 75% of the work next year on Zoom. <laughs> Rugby league on Zoom, folks. How about that? Well, we do watch it on our phones, don't we? So what do we know? And if we are heading to the end of the season, Stephen, we've had a request from Dogstar on Twitter about will we name the uh, the heads on Mount Grubmore for 2023? So that's got to be a task as we go through the finals. Could they all be Greek myths? We would love any submissions on <laughs> yeah, Twitter or yeah. Facebook or Instagram from people or blowing up deluxe about who you think should be on Mount Grubmore. Chris, I want to ask a couple of quick questions. Yes. Do you, off the top of your head, have the greatest player, the most exciting player this year that you would name? Oh, well, it's hard not to say Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh, Mr. Magic. Mm-hmm. Eyeliner and nail polish. Mm-hmm. He is the Barishnikov of rugby league. He, he lights up a game like no other talent that I've seen for years and years. Peter Volandis is kind of hopeful that he wins the uh, Clive yeah. Churchill so he can play Very a Spanish, attractive man. Spanish kiss on him. It's got a whole new title. It used to be Liverpool Kiss as a headbutt, which yeah. was Jared's go. Now we've got the Spanish kiss. Okay, so what we're referring to, of course, is the Spanish kiss, but we're going to call it the Kithra kiss, right? Yes. And somebody, generally the boss of the league, has to emulate, or do they, Chris? Is that a dangerous act? 
It's a concerning act, Stephen. You're likely to get a letter from Moore Park. Right, and who got the... Oh, of course, Penrith players, Sony Luke. Sony Luke. He put his finger up the backside, in full view of the cameras, yes. of uh, Jermaine Hopgood. It's not Hopawate, it's Hopgood. <laughs> it's close. And it's J... Uh, Main. And it's reversed. It's J apostrophe yeah. main. Jermaine. Uh, it's something that Jermaine Jackson might consider as uh, exactly. an as abbreviated order. the 11th child. That's right. That's right. But apparently it was a mate's prank. Well, they're all mates. And that that, that was accepted as a defence. So he just got a concerning acted Luke, whereas Hopawati trying to run the defence that he was mates with all the people that he poked back in the yeah. day didn't run. Well, well, many people were concerned because, I mean, I don't do that to you, Chris. <laughs> When we meet up, we don't put our, our reach round and put our finger up the date. That's very true, Stephen. <laughs> Slightly disappointing, but it's true. <laughs> now, I want to ask you, this year was the great year of rugby league haircuts. I mean, there were so many we couldn't possibly... But one haircut that got up my nose was Bryce Cartwright because <laughs> it's like uh, the Don Maddington... Maddington Mattingly. Mattingly haircut in The Simpsons. Yep. We're shaved up, shaved back, but it just doesn't look right. It looks like it's like a poodle sort of t- on top of that. It's not quite right, is it? No, and I mean, of course, we've uh, the very, very heartwarming story of the return of Ryan Pappenhausen. Well, there's a haircut. That looks like an assembly to me. That looks like <laughs> all the components. And in fact, what has come to light is, in fact, Billy Knowles didn't just work on the knee. Ah. He gave him the most aerodynamic haircut possible. And that took months. <laughs> well, that's why he was out of the game. Exactly. The knee was fixed back in June. Back in June, June but he couldn't get the, the hair, hair right. Hair uncontrollable. <laughs> and then, of course, what I would call the samurai, there is the kalamatangi, where they have the shade all the way up, backsides, and then it's pulled back in a like a large Shintaro-style Ponytail, glorious looking haircut. Terrific. You sometimes get the Gene Simmons top knot from Kiss, who are apparently uh, going to be on duty at the AFL grand final, whatever that is. Right. Uh, I'm also a big fan of Bunty of Foa, which right. is the sort of bunched afro. So it almost like it's a Mickey Mouse Can shape. Can I say the West Tigers seem to have a lot of those little short afros? Yeah. Little fluffy sort of thing on top? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Asa Kapoa, that sort of caper. Yeah. Tupu's got a bit of hair work. I like Junior Tupu, but. Um, this, uh, I, I think the hair of the year, yeah. not because it's bad, but just because it's the hair of the year, that's already been decided, Stephen. Who's that? Dallin Watney-Zelizniak. Ah, there you go. And, you know, everyone's pointed out the Soul Gold references, and you are wearing a Rick James T-shirt, t-shirt right. because you can't get enough of the DWZ poodle cut. I'm with you. Okay. As opposed to a Labradoodle cut. Do we have any grubs? Or a Cavoodle cut. <laughs> grubs of the year? Well, I don't think we should call it yet. I know Dr. Uh, wants us to, but I think we should I think we should see if we can get some input from people. I mean yes. there are so many All candidates right. and then see where we Can our listeners in, put forward an idea? Yeah. Grub of the year. Instagram, How do they do Twitter, it? Instagram is and and uh, Facebook is at Fire we Up. We will Rugby name League. check you next week. We will. Yeah. And then at Fire Up uh, NRL on Twitter. Can I throw one last line in here, Chris? Please do. Australian skipper, our Pat Cummings. He shot a brutal jibe at the Lord's members, labelling them, guess what? And it wasn't grub, it wasn't germ, it wasn't dog, it wasn't cat, pork chops. Ooh. Do you think that's a tie-in with an Australian porking? Could be. Pork chops. Hello, pork we'll throw that in next week as well. Uh, thanks very much, Chris. Thank you, Steve. Bye-bye. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!